Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2116, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. And with that, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Uh, My name is Jennifer Campos, and I wanted to get your opinion on the gut and brain connection. I know I keep reading, uh, especially in the chemical and engineer news, how microbes in our gut, they might be talking to our brain. And when I eat cleaner, I feel better, I'm more content. And and with my children too, um, when I feed them less processed foods, I can see it in their behavior, in their daily behavior. But I wanted to get your opinion on how microbes in your gut might be talking to our brain. Thank you. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for your question. The gut-brain science right now is in its infancy. I'll put it another way. The evidence regarding smoking and lung cancer is like Methuselah. It's been around forever. Contrast this with the evidence regarding the gut-brain connection. Have you ever heard a parent tell their child, before we had you, you were just a twinkle in our eyes? Well, the evidence regarding the gut-brain connection is like that. It's just a twinkle in the eyes of scientists at this point. It's an interesting concept that hasn't been fully formed. It's merely an interesting idea. So when I talk about gut-brain science, I often find myself using non-committal phrases like, we think there's a connection, or there may be a link. Then these are usually followed by me saying, so more research is needed. But don't get me wrong, the gut-brain idea is very interesting. In fact, the idea that the health of our digestive organs may influence the health of the brain has actually been around for over 100 years. Now that we are starting to find some evidence supporting this idea, it's gaining momentum. We already knew that the brain can influence our digestive organs. Think about a time when you were really anxious. Did your stomach start to rumble? It's very possible that the brain sent signals down to the nerves to the gut, which triggered that nervous stomach feeling. But we're also learning, which is sort of new now, that the brain may be able to impact the number and types of good and bad bacteria found in the intestines and the number and types of good and bad bacteria are known as our microbiome. And to complicate things, it's possible that the microbiome may create neurotransmitters and metabolites that then affect the brain. In fact, when we look at the intestines under a microscope, 
we see that the interior lining of the intestines, the part that is exposed to the food you eat, are made up of lots of cells. In the small intestine especially, these cells are packed very closely together so that large molecules can't get past them. I always use this analogy. The tightly packed cells of the small intestine kind of reminds me of a game we used to play as kids called Red Rover. It would go something like this. Half of us would stand in a line across one end of the schoolyard. We would form this line by holding each other's hands ever so tightly, creating the strongest barrier we could. The other half of the class would stand facing us on the opposite end of the field, but they weren't holding hands. Now the group holding hands, creating that very tight barrier, would then yell, Red Rover, Red Rover, send blank right over. The blank is where we would insert the name of someone on the opposite end of the field. When the person's name was called, they would come running at us at full speed. Their goal was to try and break that oh-so-strong barrier we created by holding each other's hands. Now imagine our small intestines are like that group holding hands, trying to prevent anyone from making it through the barrier. Now imagine food, viruses, bacteria, anything that can get into your gut as that kid running full steam ahead at the barrier. Now sometimes the kid would get through. Other times, they would slam against the barrier and fall flat on their face. Same goes for food, viruses, bacteria, or anything else that can be found in the gut. Sometimes, any one of those things get through the tight barrier of our small intestine. So what's the big deal? What does that have to do with our brain? And if something does get through the small intestine's barrier, can our bodies just destroy whatever gets through? Most of the time, absolutely. But occasionally, the side effects of something slipping past that intestinal barrier are not so pleasant. These can include gas, bloating, constipation, and or diarrhea, or even joint or body aches. And to go back to your question, Jennifer, possibly things like brain fog. What we've learned is that for some people, their red rover barrier isn't as strong. This could be caused by a number of factors. Jennifer, you mentioned that you noticed when you changed your diet, you felt more content. It's very possible that it could be because of the food you ate. But we know stress can make the gut barrier weaker. So it's very possible that maybe your stress levels changed and that's why you feel better. Or maybe you happen to get more or experience deeper sleep. Now, some scientists do believe that things like pesticides and antibiotics may have a gut-brain connection. There's a theory that gluten is the problem. Others blame dairy. And still, there are those that blame food additives like certain food colorings. Jennifer, you also mentioned that you noticed your kids seemed to be better behaved after they ate more wholesome foods. It very well could be the gut-brain connection, but it could also be related to the sugar content, meaning they consumed fewer simple sugars when they changed their diets, which made them less hyperactive. So the bottom line is this. This entire concept is still a mystery. What I would suggest is to consume mostly whole foods as often as possible Get enough fiber in your diet every day. This could be anywhere from 25 to 38 grams for mostly healthy adults, and this will help support the health of your microbiome. Consume fewer additives and simple sugars if you can. Eat fish twice a week or talk to your doctor about taking an omega-3 supplement. And we can't forget, stay active. Do some exercise. These are the behaviors that research seems to support when it comes to keeping your brain healthy for a long time. And that way, hopefully, we too can live as long as Methuselah. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? 
You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And thank you so much for taking the time to send in your question, Jennifer. We're actually now giving away a copy of our hardcover Optimal Living Daily Workbook if you're in the US and if you send in a relevant question. You can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. You can also call in your question. The number is country code 161-I-LOVE-OHD. That's 1-614-568-3643. Or you can submit your audio question at oldpodcast.com slash ask. It's really easy and you can even do retakes before sending it in. Again, that's oldpodcast.com slash ask. All right, that's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. And I'll see you back here over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.